What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Misadventureland Games Show. My name is Bobby, and I'm here with Justin. Hi there. Hi there. Hey there. Ho there. How you doing, Justin? All right. We've been doing podcasts together for seven years, <laughs> and you always let me know, all right, I want to go live now. I and did say I'm going I'm showing live now. We usually we go to like a starting screen, not like we were, direct my my friend, we were on the starting screen for five minutes. Oh, see, that's the information I needed because we nearly just carried a conversation into the start. <laughs> I started playing the intro and Justin's like, oh, so uh what do you want to talk about today? <laughs> like, Man, Justin's playing it fast and loose at the beginning of this podcast. It's just gonna roll right into it and roll right into a conversation. Um, so Bobby, about this, what do yeah. you want to talk? What do you want to talk about today? I'm thinking video games. Is what right, we're we going to talk about? We can talk. Um, about, we can talk about video games. No, um, I want to. Uh, well, we have some listener questions I got asked in our Discord, which we'll definitely definitely ask to talk about those for sure. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about the games we've been playing. Um, and I thought we could also talk about Justin. You and I have had some um, offline conversations about like our struggles to sort of like find games to stick on you yes. know um and i think it'd be interesting for us to talk about um to talk about that as, as well um because um it definitely is a thing i think for a lot of people and i know it's a thing for for you and i so we can definitely talk about it peach honestly i was just saying we carry on the convo that we were that we were having this is what the convo was before we started it rolled right from justin watching uh sad reddit video right into us talking about what we were going to talk about on the podcast today um um so so yeah um we uh yeah this is this is supposedly now tuesday nights are going to be podcast night yes tuesday nights are going to be podcast night uh, unfortunately my wife's schedule has flipped around a bunch while she had started that new job yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, her day off we if we if we can, we'd like to hang out the night before her day off because every other of night course. she's in bed by eight o'clock. So it's been moving around a lot. Now she has a locked in Thursday off day. So hopefully we can uh, keep the Tuesday night podcast going for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and we'll try to do that for sure. Um, so this this should be our, our regular podcast night from from now on. Um, and if you were listening, um, you know, on a regular podcast app. Um, uh, afterwards we do this live every tuesday night 8 30 p.m eastern time on twitch.tv slash misadventureland um and then we do all the podcasts live uh so whether it's the game show or the star wars show or the comic book show we do any of them live um i'm gonna for people watching live you're gonna see for a moment you're just gonna see the, the back end of my uh my discord because my discord notifications keep popping but i can't turn them off i can't close discord because obviously justin's face is coming through discord so I'm actually going to switch just to my face. Aha, there it is for a moment while I fix this notification thing. Um, let's see here. Usually it turns like streamer mode on, but it didn't do it. I might have turned streamer mode off and not uh, turned it back on. Um, so there's that. Um, Sound pack. Can I just turn it off? No, I can't turn it off. Peach says put it on. Do not disturb. How okay? I should do that. <clears throat> is that notifications, Peach? Sorry. Um, is are you talking about in Discord or in Windows? I should ask. Hey, Sky. 
I'm what's assume, up? I'm assuming in Discord. Um, Discord. Okay. It stops the noise. Okay. I am looking for it. <laughs> Wait, your remote. There we go. Um, turn that on. I want that. Yeah, that should do it. That should do it now. There we go. We should be good now. I didn't scuff the stream, Mark. I just messed up. And in order to look at my settings, I had to fix some settings. There we go. There we go. Um, I'm back. Justin's back. I turned off streamer mode, which turns off the Discord notification sounds. Yeah, it's it's just terrible right now. Which is it's all it's all off the rails. Um, so uh, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about the games we've been playing. We haven't done a games podcast in a very long time. It feels like I. so long. It's a very long time because we did a lot of like comic ones in a row because of all the comic book stuff that was happening. Yes. Um, I have basically since we did the, the last podcast only played Apex Legends. <laughs> and i mean granted we've played a lot of apex legends yeah you you have had other games on your docket i mean i play other games on stream like i i just finished um like I, talking about demon souls i guess i just i finished i had dropped demon souls for a couple of months and i picked it back up um you know a few months a uh, month or so ago um and i finished that on stream a couple weeks ago or a week or so ago and um uh, i had a lot of fun with it you know i think that you can definitely see the what's not sort of fully formed yet in their sort of idea of what a souls game is you know at, at, at this point at, at that point i mean when they were first kind of figuring it out um i i think uh it is fascinating though to see the things that they abandoned but also the stuff they continually began to bring back in just some some of their games and not in other of their games so like right after Demon Souls, you go into Dark Souls and you get rid of there's no hub world, you level up at bonfires, there's there's no there's not like a maiden that you're there's not like a character that's leveling you up. Um but then when you go back and you, you when you get to the Bloodborne, like that stuff is is back again, where you know you've got a, a hub that's like where you go to all the other places from, or or and you have someone that you level up with. Um there are consumable healing items. Demon Souls, the consumable healing thing is just kind of insane because one, they 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 have weight. They take uh, they take equip load. So if you you can't really you can, you can carry only a certain amount based on the amount they weigh. Um, and there are like six different kinds of of consumable healing items, like six different kinds of like grass, like levels of like grass, basically. Um, that go all the way from like, oh, a little bit of health to like, oh, it cures all your health and also all status effects. Um, so, you know, there is like the sort of like farming aspect of of Demon Souls where you're you're having to like, OK, I had a lot of trouble with this today on, on this run. So I have to go now, you know, farm some souls and then use them to buy healing items from whatever vendor um, that I have available to me at the moment. Um, and you know, th that part of it is, that was like my least favorite part of Bloodborne was, was the whole, you know, having to 
get healing items back you know after if you if you yeah. were having trouble the grinding it's bad enough the grinding because it's bad enough like the games are hard and if you have trouble with them that's like to me that's enough of a punishment you don't have to add the punishment to also oh i did badly so now i have to go and just like spend time to get the healing items i need to to play the 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 areas um again um so like th that stuff i think it's weird because it's tough to criticize right because it's a game from however long ago f f thir 13 years ago 14 years ago so it's like you know i'm not gonna say like oh like like that is something they need to fix because they they kind of fixed it you know later on but um it's still annoying when you're when you're playing it in in the moment um by the time i got by the time i got I, once i got over that hump that i think a lot of like a lot of time happens in these games right i think that i didn't have any like i didn't have to buy healing items for the last like three or four hours i was playing the game like, i didn't i didn't have to worry about it. i had so many healing items it, it didn't matter and also i was like this unstoppable magical killing machine by the end of the game you, so you beat five bosses in one night that i seems, did beat five bosses one night. that seems illegal yeah. for one of these games and i only died <clears throat> in one of those boss fights and that was because it was like a demon souls has a lot of like trick boss fights in it or not trick but like gimmick boss fights where there's like a thing you have to do to beat the boss or there's like some sort of parameters that need to be, you know, worked inside of. And one of these bosses, like she was surrounded by this like lake of stuff that inflicted you with the thing called plague. And if you got the, that, that, that's like a very intense status effect in demon, in demon soul. So you die almost immediately. It's kind of like the frenzy and, um, in, in bloodborne. So I died that way, but other than that, I didn't die for like that entire stream. That's ridiculous. Um, I took down a lot of bosses. Well, I got this, spell from one of the bosses that brought up like five magic missiles and which would they homed like they would they would home in on a target that i was locked in on so i could like bring them up and they don't it doesn't cast right away so i could like bring them up they would like surround my body then i could switch to my shield or roll away and as i was rolling they would just like fly off my body and home to the enemy that i was near so I was able to like kind of just roll around bosses and just shoot these five magic missiles at them um, and, and kill them. Um, uh, and so that, the, like, and, and I think the magic in that game is definitely a little broken. I will say that it makes, just like anything, it makes certain areas, I think, harder for that build than, it, than for other builds, you know, like, because I didn't have a very good, you know, up close sort of, solution yeah so some some areas would be difficult for the most part the bosses ended up being like way easier for me anyway um than than a lot of the areas because i was able to sort of just stay away from them uh, the last boss though i will say the last the, the last real boss because there's like a fake out thing but the last real boss um he dodged a lot and was very resistant to magic so I was able, I, so I had to like fight him for reals. Um, and that was, that was a lot of fun. I ended up, I ended up winning that battle too. So I still, I felt good about myself because I was able to win a regular battle against someone. Um, you know, it's, it's much more kind of standardly laid out than the later games would become. Like it is literally like level based game. So you have these five stone, like stones that will warp you to different discrete worlds and they have like, 
it's like one, 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 two, one, three, one, four, two, one, two, 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 three, two, four. And you go through it in like an order and there's not, it's not like there's like a lot of optional stuff to do, you know, as far as like bosses or areas or anything like that. So um, it's much more a straightforward game uh, in, in that way. But um, I ended up really enjoying it. And I would say, damn, does it, it looks great. It looks fantastic. It's one of the best um, games I've ever seen. Yeah. And that is, I went directly from that into Dark Souls Remastered, like in the same stream, because I finished... I finished Demon Souls and then I was like, okay, I'm just going to roll right into Dark Souls Remastered. And those games look very different. I bet. <laughs> extremely, extremely different looking games. But right now I'm playing Dark Souls and I got caught a little, little, a little bit on an area, but I, off stream I kind of did some, some, some exploring and stuff like that. And I, I think I'm going to be able to get through that when I, when I stream that this week. But I'm excited because I'm just kind of, I'm trying to make my way through them and like the the order they came out in i guess just demon souls dark souls dark souls 2 dark souls 3 um it did alejandro it did burn my eyes it did burn my eyes the the way that uh dark souls remastered looked and cody's talking about the ss flask versus the versus the consumables and yes the ss flask is a way better option i mean obviously you don't get as many um at least to begin with so you have to be a little, a little better about not getting hit um with, with the estes but yeah it's 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 way way better it's a, it's a way way better option um so yeah that's that's the only really thing i really did put a ton of time into since we um since we last talked about video games there's some things i ran through like i beat that game super liminal also on stream um it's a puzzle game it was fun it was good um it it's it's a game that plays with perspective a lot so it's a lot of like Oh, this thing is really small, but it needs to be really big. So, you know, what would make it look really big? Put it really close up to your face, you know, and then then it's bigger. And then when you drop it, all of a sudden it's big again. Um, and, and some other puzzle stuff like that, like, you know, you're kind of put yourself in the right place in a room so that your view matches up like two pictures and it becomes <clears> like <throat> a, a, a like a, two halves of a picture. When they come together, it makes a door or a vase or, you know, whatever. Also plays with, you know, yourself with size, stuff like that. It was neat, it, you know. I I think that um, it it's got it, it's got a really it's got, it tries really hard to sort of be a portalish Stanley Parable-ish um, beginner's guide type of story where it's trying to be say some really I think deep stuff or be some really satiric stuff at, at times, and I think it succeeds sort of with, with that but it, it, it doesn't hit a, knock it out of the park it was a good game a good puzzle game i don't think i don't think it was a great puzzle game um all right fair enough i've started uh, that game but haven't really dug into it that much i am every time you say you start a game like super liminal i'm fascinated because i feel like you feel about puzzle games the same way you feel about souls games and i don't understand part of me doesn't understand why you keep going at them even though you don't really like them very much. I, like, I don't mind puzzle, certain types of puzzle games. Um, it's just, I usually have somebody else sit with me and we bang our heads against it together <laughs> rather than mm -hmm. me doing it by myself. And so, yeah, right. that's when I play them. Yeah. Goddamn um, witness. <laughs> Justin and I had an intense conversation about the witness when he was first started playing it about a certain set of puzzles. Um, so stupid. That he felt was unfair. Um, 
So Justin, what else? I know you've been playing, you've been playing this Curse of the Dead Gods game, right? Yes, a lot of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so shocking to everybody, I've gotten myself into another roguelike. Uh, this one comes from uh, good old Hugh. Hugh had messaged me and been like, oh, you should check this game out. I, you know, I think it's really good. And so I checked it out and I was like, oh, this does look pretty good. It looks like it's hitting 1.0 uh, in the next couple of months. So I waited and uh, I picked it up on PS5 when it came out. Uh, so Curse of the Dead Gods, isometric roguelike game. I think it takes more inspirations, I think, from the Souls games than any of the other ones I've played. And I'll just say that not because there's any, there's any type of special death mechanics or anything like that, but what it does really well is it creates an atmosphere and that atmosphere just mm -hmm. wants to kill you repeatedly. So what it does differently than other roguelikes is if you could think of Slay the Spire where you walk up to a map, you walk up to a door and the door shows you your path. And now there's like two or three paths that you can choose from and you can see, okay, this room's going to have coin. This room is going to have a relic. This room is going to have something else. It works all the way up to a boss and it starts as a triangle. So there are four bosses that you have to beat on this triangle. And each of these bosses is a little pip that you can click and you work your way through the rooms up to the boss. And when you beat him, you then get a special item and then you have to beat the next three bosses to access the next level of, I guess, the game. So instead of fighting one boss, you're now fighting in your playthrough, you're fighting two, then three, then four, and then, and then you're ready to actually try and beat the game all in one run. So it does this like neat little thing with light and dark. So you take more damage in darkness. You always have a torch with you. So in every room, there could be enemies that are completely uh, enemies and traps that are just covered by darkness. You can't see them. So you have to try and mm. light these little braziers to try and see things. And the weapons are like, you know, it's weird because all the weapons are on the face buttons. So there is like you have a secondary weapon, a main attack, and then a heavy attack. And they're all mm. different weapons. And dodge is on RT for some reason. So I, I immediately switched that over to circle and made the heavy attack on RT because switching, uh, attacking on uh, circle and dodging with RT was just too strange for me. Yeah, yeah. The real interesting thing uh, is every time you complete one room and move on to the next room, you get this thing uh, called being cursed or you gain corruption. If your corruption meter fills up all the way, you gain a curse. And these curses are, I'll say, like 75% bad, 25% good. So it might be like, well, you no longer take 100% damage when you get hit. You'll take about 50% damage and you'll lose 50% in whatever gold that you've gotten. Or you, can no, lo you no longer have pips of stamina. Um, like you, know, you no longer can do a perfect dodge to, re to recall stamina, but your dodge window mm -hmm. is much bigger. Things like that. Things that could help you right. or could really hurt you. Um, and you can, every time you beat a boss, you clear one of these off. If you get too many curses, it starts just ticking your health down all the way to zero. And so you go in, you beat the boss, you, you, know, you survive for as long as you can. You pick up these skulls and items to come back out to unlock weapons that you can then randomly get through your runs so as of right now i have like three altars that um 
have just three sets of random weapons on and you could upgrade those altars to to keep getting better and better weapons randomly rolled to you. It's a really interesting game. I think it's very good. Like out of all the roguelikes I play, I like this one a great deal. It's ridiculously hard. I haven't beaten the game yet, which is annoying. I've made it to the final boss once. Uh, And then like, you know, once you start actually trying to beat the game, there are these blessings that you can go in with. And so it's like, oh, I might start with five constitution, which would give me a bunch of health. And every time I'm, I, I'm below a certain threshold and I make it to the next room, it'll recover a certain amount of health. I might start with a thousand gold already. And my, my chances mm-hmm. for finding more items and gold will increase if I keep putting points into perception. But in the final run, instead of getting 20 uh points of corruption for every room that you beat you get 30 well if you're doing that you want to increase how much corruption you can carry and so you're trying to do this like push pull thing to make it to the final boss before you get that final curse and it starts killing you so i made it there once so far in about 20 hours and i lost not not realizing that was the final (laughs) boss because i wasn't paying that much attention um but i like it I'm, i'm about 20 hours in i think the combat feels really good it's one of those games where like the all the hits feel nice and chunky mm-hmm. so you get that you get that big axe and you're you're slamming guys over the head with it and it just it feels real good um yeah there's like little things in there that you could do every time you kill somebody you have x amount of time to kill somebody else if you do that you start greed kills greed kills will increase like every greed kill increases one percent of damage output you do until you get hit up to 50 mm-hmm. percent so like the highest I made it was like, I'm doing an extra 30% damage on every hit. But the second I got hit, it starts back at zero. So like it's got a lot of really good systems um, that I'm enjoying. And I, uh, I, think it's like, I think it's one of the more exceptional ones one of these games ever played. No story to speak of. It's, I mean, it's got <laughs> less story than Dead Cells. But uh, as far as gameplay wise, I find it to be pretty engaging. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, you, I know that every time that we're going to play Apex Legends and I am the second one to get on, you're always playing before. Justin will be like, I'm uh, Apex. I'm like, yeah, I'll be on in like five minutes and then I'll sign on and he'll be playing Curse of the Dead Gods. It's usually to like complete one room. But what's annoying is <laughs> say you complete a room, right? And then you move on to the next one. If you take one step, mm-hmm. one step from the door, you can no longer save. You have to save the second you get in the room. So that's happened to me a bunch while you were waiting for me. Like, I accidentally took a step I can't save. I have to now beat this whole room. And the rooms aren't very long. It might take me, like, ten minutes to beat a room. Justin, and he says he's getting an MCA MCA vibe from you. Why? (laughs) Andy, what am I doing to give you that vibe? Alejandro in chat says that they had a Slate Aspire board game Kickstarter coming soon. I saw that. If you're, if you're in our Discord, you know that Alejandro is obsessed with buying board games. I don't know how many of them he actually plays, but I know he buys a lot of them. <laughs> he has that whole Bloodborne like set or whatever, which is a lot of, a lot of board game to it's have. True. It's a lot. Um, so it's Curse of the Dead Gods. Uh, I know you played a little bit of that new Persona Strikers game. Yeah, I'm about 10 hours into it. Um, okay. 
the other day. Is this another hundred hour joint? What, what no, is the deal? It's a, they, they said about forty hours for it. Like, okay. This is just like a okay. regular length video game. Um, mm-hmm. If it was a hundred hours, I, I don't know if I would have the patience for it right now. Um, I actually got my first vaccine shot the other day, oh, and yes. uh, I wasn't feeling very well. So I spent a lot of time just up in my office, sitting on my couch and playing Persona. It's actually what I needed. We'll get into more of how I've been feeling about games mm. in a bit, but I needed that time to just like sit down and be like, I'm not playing anything else. I'm just going to play some of this. Um, so it's a Musu game. Uh, mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, that's what... Um, a Dynasty Warriors game. Yes, it's a Dynasty Warriors game. Yeah. Uh, so third person action game where you kill you fight people a lot of people at once (laughs) yeah uh so that's would be like hyrule warriors dynasty warriors yes that that's what we're saying we've activated mark we've activated 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 him (laughs) so all right everyone knows Everyone knows that I fell in love with Persona over the summer mm-hmm. and I just wanted more time with these characters and Persona 5, what do they call it in the East? Uh, I can't remember. Scramble. It was P5 Scramble. It finally got, you know, it got announced. It was finally coming West. They were calling it Persona 5 Strikers, um, but it was taking this format of the Dynasty Warriors game and moving away from turn-based combat. Um, and it takes place after the events of Persona 5, but not uh, Royal. I have not mm-hmm. seen any of the royal characters. As far as I know, they're not in this game. They add a new character who happens mm-hmm. to be an AI, uh, which okay. is super weird. But the AI can come with you into these. Instead of dungeons, they're called jails. Um, and what's happening is, you know, there are weird things happening in the world. And the phantom themes have to uh, phantom themes have to reassemble and clear their name and and go and go on these adventures and so they're kind of on a road trip together uh during their summer vacation it takes place like six months after the uh the story of p5 and you're running around you're hacking you're slashing you're switching characters you're fighting bosses other than that it's a straight up persona game Mm -hmm. you're you're roaming around you're having conversations you're um uh there is a lot of dialogue and these characters are all the same it's it's good i'm enjoying it i'm just enjoying spending more time with these characters um just like persona i dropped it to easy almost immediately because i found out (laughs) for a game where it's about hacking and slashing they really tried to pull a lot of stuff from persona where it was Mm -hmm. just like okay the certain characters have weaknesses to certain flavors of attacks and you don't know exactly what they all are. There's a lot of characters on the screen. I could not care less about the combat. I'm just here to talk about... I'm, I'm here to talk to anime boys and girls, cats, mm-hmm. and uh, campers. That's basically it. And mm-hmm. uh, it's got insanely good music. I'm I was about to, that. I, that's, I was going to ask you. I oh, was, yeah. I was, I was waiting for you to, to, for a moment because I was going to ask you. It is... <laughs> it's fantastic. The music is real good. You can actually choose in the menu like, hey, you want the new stuff? you want persona 5's music or do you want a mix and so i put it on mix because you know i love the persona soundtrack yeah. but the new stuff's really good um and cool. then you know i i just live for those moments where it's just like oh awesome i'm getting an animated cutscene, and i put the controller oh, down yeah. and i just watch my mm-hmm. i watch my characters go do their thing yeah um, the animation so, in those games is really good the cutscenes so, look amazing yeah if you know if i'm right and it's 40 hours because i heard it's about that i'm like a quarter through the game 
Mm-hmm. And uh, now that, I, you know, a, you know, a, a lot of that first nine or 10 hours is like, it's the first jail you're going into, but it's basically a tutorial. So everything stops. Yeah. There's a lot of text to read. And now it's just like, well, I'm uneasy, so I don't really need to really worry about this stuff too much. Because <laughs> before, like, I you know I was trying to play it on normal, and it was just like I was mm-hmm. getting worked by, bo- like, by not even bosses. Like, the mini bosses was like, I ain't doing enough damage. I don't know where to get healing, and I can never find enough mana to use my abilities with. But, I mean, again, there's still, there's like, you could still fuse personas. Um, I mean, what's nice is you get to play as the other characters anytime you want. So it's right, like if okay. you really like playing as like if you really liked the character of, of Skull or Panther or any of those people, mm-hmm. you can now play as them and use their personas however you see fit. And like that's cool. Um yeah. and for the people who really like would like to get in the combat, it seems deep enough where even though it's really like you're just hitting the same three or four buttons over and over again, the way that they mix using the personas and the different um flavors that the the personas have whether it be wind or fire nuclear you know all that stuff it seems like there's a good mix of using those abilities and um those affinities to have some fun with it but it's not why i'm there did a mega force develop this game with atlas or whatever yes mega okay a mega force is like the dynasty warriors people I, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure they do all of these things but i'm pretty sure I'm going to actually look that up now. Just because this game doesn't have the Warriors, like, yeah, surname it's a mega, on it? It's a Megaforce, yeah, Megaforce. and P-Studio. Okay. Um, it's, um, it's good. Like, it's just... I like, also heard that that one they did for Fire Emblem... Was pretty good. W- was also good. Like, And also in the same way, which you're talking about, like, it had the Fire Emblem stuff that people liked, and, and just with this kind of combat in it. You know, if you didn't play Persona 5, you're going to be lost as all hell. It's not yeah, like a yeah, game. That, it. It's like it's, a sequel. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not like a game. The game gives you any context for anything that's happening. <laughs> you know, um, there's just a like this cat turns into a bus sometimes. I don't know. You've seen Totoro. You could figure it out. Like, that's about as much as they give you. <laughs> um, But yeah, it's so funny. I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm there for that music basically there for that i know you are my friend oh, i know my. you are i know how much you love it i know how much you love it um so yeah you've actually so you've actually finally sort of taken to this um yeah. but i think you and i have been going through sort of the same thing for the past few months um really all of this year it's all of 2021 so far if not a little bit of of the end of 2020 as well um i have really not been able to focus on any sort of game that requires me to like hold any knowledge that's not just like muscle memory like active knowledge in the moment you know what i mean like yeah like an apex it's like okay yeah like i'm reacting or like i like i've done this a million so i know what to do here or i, I i'm you know that the part of my brain that's sort of automatic is going but any sort of like story-based thing i just have not been able to like dig like not been able to give my attention to at all and I, i've tried a bunch of stuff and i just 
really cannot seem to like give myself over to it in, in any way. Um, because it just is not like, it makes me more anxious than the, like uh, rather than being like therapeutic, like it normally would be like, I've just been more anxious, you know, playing those kind of things than, than, than I have just playing like stuff like apex or something like that. Um, and, uh, I don't know just how have you, how have you been feeling? I think this is the hardest year I've ever had with video games. And I'm not sure if it's the pandemic. Um, I actually don't for me. I, you know, I, I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but I, it's not that for me, you know, mm -hmm. a, a, as crazy as this year has been, you know, video games are my escape. That's, that's always been that way. As long as we've known each other um, this year. And I, we, we were talking about it has just been, it's been rough with Finn and the kids. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, for the first time ever, I, I've found myself not seeking solace in the thing that I usually seek solace in. Mm -hmm. it, it's, I, my mind is just too tired all the time to deal with, like, learning the mechanics of this Persona game. You know, like, mm -hmm. I, I, I wanted to play this game since August. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to play this Persona game. And then I had it, and it's just like... I'll get, you know, all right, I'll play it. Oh, okay, okay. And just not really finding the, like, the drive to get in there and, like, do it. But if you ask me, like, do you want to play Apex? It's like, yes, I feel like getting mad right now. Let's go. Because it's like, it's like a game. It's like a thing that you could just put on. Yeah. Kind of like, it's like almost like background music. And, mm -hmm. I mean, even with, like, Curse of the Dead Gods. I will lean to play that over anything with any type of story right now because it's just mechanics. Like, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to swing this axe and I'm not going to think about story yeah. or anything like that. It's just, it's, and I usually just find so much solace in those things where it's like, oh, let me just go explore this open world game. Even if it's a checklist game, I don't even have anything for that. Andy says it's mm -hmm. our age. He says, welcome to the club. But Andy's put 180 hours into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, Andy, I think you played, I think you finished more story games last year than I did. So, um, you know, I, I, it, for me, it's definitely not an age thing. For me, it's definitely a combination of a lot of things. I think, you know, I still, you know, I work 100% from home. Um, I don't really go out much, you know, we have a, obviously I have a three-year-old kid, so it's like, it, it's, um, it's like a constant churn, right, of, um, and he's gotten to the other end of the age zone, he says. <laughs> no, it's, you know, because many people who have children, especially young children, will know this, you don't really have a day off, you know, you don't really, when you have a, when you have when you have a day off from work, it just means you you have the other job that you have to do, you know, that is m more intensive and more, I think, um, exhausting, right? Than just whatever your normal ass job is. Um, so I, um, you know, when, when I finally, you know, finally when the day is over, whether it's, you know, working for eight hours and then, you know, helping my wife you know, take care of my son for however many hours before he goes to bed, then, you know, 
or it's a day where like for us on on Thursday, Fridays and on Thursdays and Fridays of the week, she works during the day and then I start working at like two or three and work till like seven or eight um, after taking care of the, taking care of Desmond all day. So it by the time I get done with all of that, like the last thing I want to do is last thing my, my, my brain will let me do is engage in something else that I feel like is going to tire me out, <laughs> you know, like mentally. Um, and I think that, um, like for example, like this doesn't just go for video games either. Like I've watched obviously the Marvel shows. We watched WandaVision. We watched, I wa I'm watching Falcon Winter Soldier, but I have a list of like, you know, so many shows that I want to watch but I literally over the last couple of months have just like rewatched like whenever I have time to sit down and watch something rewatch just like seasons of like sitcoms that I've watched a million times because I just want something that feels like comfortable and you know inviting and something that's going to make me laugh and something I'm familiar with so like my brain can sort of zone out but still absorb something. Um, and I, and I, that's the same thing I'm, way I am with, with video games right now. And for me, it is. So it's like it's part. It's definitely a lot of the, the the pandemic because obviously, like I said, I'm I'm working every day from home, so I don't have a lot of change up of my days. You know, like every day, it's like okay, like I'm in this room that we're in right now, that I'm sitting in right now. I I wake up, I have a cup of coffee, I you know take care of slash play with my son for like an hour or so. I take a shower. I sit, comes down this room. I sit here for basically eight hours. I had like an hour and a half, two hour break after I work. Then I come back in here and sit down again, either to sit at this desk and stream like we're doing now, or sit down on the couch in this room and play games. Right. And that's like every day. <laughs> it's like every day, no matter what, just like over and over and over again. Um, so I think that's definitely part of it. Um, you know, I, I think, um, I think as well, like my, like personal life wise, like my family's gone through like a lot of stuff in the last year. No, no, no COVID stuff. Thank goodness. You know, but a lot of health stuff there, you know, there's been, you know, there's been loss. There's been a lot of strife and stuff like that. Um, and it has definitely caused like a point where like when, when I'm playing something, when I play Apex, it engages like that part of my lizard brain where I can't think about anything else other than what I'm doing in the moment, right? Because it's too active. But other stuff like, you know, like a, like a story thing gives me time to sort of like, um, my brain sort of like wanders a little bit. And that's the last thing I want to happen, you know, while I'm sitting, I, I don't want to have that happen. I don't want to think about other stuff. And it, it definitely happens right there. Um... This guy says things don't feel satisfying without variety. COVID is restricting a lot of that. And that's absolutely it. Like I just, I'm, I am pretty stringent with myself about like where I'll go and what I'll do. Um, you know, the amount of times I've gone to a set down in a restaurant in the last, since the summer passed and you could sit outside, I, I, I could count on, you know, one hand if less than one hand. Um, and you know, when I go out, it's like, okay, my, uh, like, I don't like to, like, I bring my son to a store every once in a while to like, go shopping or get him a toy, but I don't want to be there very long. So we're, you know, we're gone very fast. It only happens every once in a while. So like it, there isn't a lot of variety. And so I, I think that has really caused a major burnout for me, um, with everything that's sort of like 
like in my like downtime. Like I bought this um I bought this thing called a backbone controller, which is this controller shell for an iPhone. And it's cool. Like um it has, you know, it has two analog sticks, all the buttons on and both on, the, on both sides of it, but it sort of like stretches and it has uh like a thunder like a lightning port on the bottom and it snaps into your phone. Um, and you can, there's a lot of games on the app store you can control that, but also what's great about it is that you can use it for remote play, um, for both the consoles. So a month ago, I probably played, I don't know, 25 or 30 hours of Madden because it was on Xbox game pass. And I played it almost exclusively on my phone using that remote play, like either sitting in bed or sitting on the couch with something else on TV. At the same time. This baffled me, by the way. And I kept meaning to ask him, <laughs> who's playing Madden on your account? Because <laughs> um, it was just like therapeutic. It was just like, I'm just going to like play these games and I'm going to just like, I started like a franchise and I like dug into it and I just started like playing through seasons and w winning Super Bowls or whatever and just, it just helped. Um, before like pre-podcast me like even even early like even early podcast me like definitely like talking comics days i played a lot a lot of madden like i used to get it every year and play it a ton you know like i would start a franchise and do like and i would i mean I, by the time i've gotten to like the second or third season i would simulate a bunch of seasons but i would play like you know i would have like a like i would do like decades of a franchise or whatever to the point where there was no real players left on the team they were all just like the generated players that like happened in the draft in the game. Um, uh, Sky says in the chat that she just bought $80 worth of makeup to find a reason to justifiably watch hours of YouTube tutorials um, to try to change up the like monotony. Um, Greg's saying he's, I feel that I've started buying model kits and minis to paint. Um, I recently just did M M Ursus Fidelis in the chat, Mark. Um, asked me if I would help, you know, kind of remodel, rebrand um, his channel a little bit with some overlays and some screens and stuff like that. And he wanted some stuff that, like, I, you know, I, I didn't really know how to do, like, super well. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't my strong suit. But, like, I took it as, like, a like a challenge and, like, as a thing. And I, and I went and, like, kind of did some research and watched some tutorials and, you know, and created stuff. And that was that was fun. Like that was fun to do. And it was fun. It, and it was a nice sort of therapy and like break in the monotony and, 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 and it made me excited to do it. So stuff like that, I'm trying to do, you know, more. Um, but it, it is, it's tough. It's tough to, it's tough when you're in the same place constantly 24 hours a day to, to keep yourself in a, in a good state of mind. And I think Luckily, it's starting to get nicer out now and going to be able to go outside again a lot more because it's been, you know, places have been stuck in the house. It's been so cold and gross. Um, I, I think I think that. People who listen to this because we don't talk about it, I mean, Cody knows now because they're in that text message chain with us, but I, I I'm a big sports person. <laughs> Bobby and I talk about sports almost as much as we talk about video games. Yeah, yeah, I am very into sports. I just don't like just never. I don't ever do content about sports, so like I don't talk about it very much. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I'm just trying to figure out ways. Like I've been, 
you know, I've been trying to kind of make a plan to, you know, start maybe taking regular walks or runs or, and, and, and stuff like that. I'm starting to challenge myself to eat better again. It's been like, you know, it's basically trying to like come out of like a dark hole or whatever that it's been, that has been sort of like sitting there for over a year, you know, getting only thinking like, oh, it's going to end, it's going to end, it's going to end, you know, and it's just not happening, you know? And at the beginning, you know, I think everyone, although it was very stressful, everyone who was lucky enough not to, you know, be personally affected too strongly, I think there was a lot of like weird energy, right? Like that's when we started doing this channel, like really sort of engaged wise and we had a lot of ideas and then at a certain point it just it, it just sort of um you can't keep up that energy and that and that feeling anymore when it doesn't seem like there's an end to it and even though i know there'll be an end to it it's just it's been tough um i grew asked about what how i feel about the mets i am not the person to ask about the mets justin is the person to ask about the mets They're winning i can tell you how right now. i can tell you how i would feel about the red sox <clears throat> yeah. um Princess got the new shirt, those new jerseys that everybody hates. I did. I ordered, I ordered that shirt and that hat today. Everybody hates them, and I think they look great. They look great. I think they look awesome. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, we've, but, uh, uh, we've got, we got some questions that we could answer. Yes, we have some questions. You want to, you want to, um, are you looking at the Discord right now? Justin? I am. Yes. I'll let you take it. Why don't you ask? Why don't you ask some questions? Kelsey, ah, uh, yes. Us, Two questions. A, do you miss me? Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> I only miss people who are subscribed to this channel. Yes. <laughs> do you want to answer? I miss you, Kelsey. No, okay, I miss you, Kelsey. Go. Okay. And miss two, you very much. Uh, she wants to know what games uh, coming out in the second half of this year are you excited for? Do we know any games that are coming out in the second that half? That was what I was thinking. Year? I was like, I'd have, I mean, <laughs> I, technically, Horizon Forbidden West is coming out in the second half of this year. Let's see. Video game releases 2021. I mean, I know something's coming out in the first half of the year. Yeah. Like, I'm excited for Returnal. I'm hoping that's really good. Um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart yes. looks really good. Uh, I'm super pumped for Deathloop. Yes. I, I think Deathloop, is, Deathloop, Deathloop um, is going to be very cool. And it's coming out way sooner than I thought. May. To be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I see it in the store, it's like, well, if I pre-ordered right now, I'll save $8. And I'm like, no. I can't do that. Yeah. Do you have the list up? I, yeah, I'm going to list up right now. So we want to say past June, right? We yeah. After June. Um, so I'll start with July. Okay. Um, so in July, right now, I'm looking on the good old Game Informer release list which is a very reliable release list generally july right now on their listing has three games <laughs> oh wow um and again there's you know obviously there's stuff that's gonna come out on steam indie stuff that's not listed here like we it's a, I, a lot of that stuff you can't really know right that it's gonna it's gonna when it's gonna come out um uh monster hunter stories 2 wings of ruin where the heart leads, which I don't know what that is. Um, it's on PlayStation Five. It's a play native PlayStation Five game. Um, the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Those are the three games it says is coming out in July. Jesus Christ! 
Um, where the heart leads. Where the heart? Camp? Where the heart leads is that. Isn't that the one with the two actresses? Oh, is that that one? Yes. Okay. Wait, is it? I thought so. I don't, no, I don't think it is. No, 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 no. It's God not. damn it! This is the one from Armature that they announced at um that PlayStation Day of Indies thing. Uh, I'm definitely gonna play RE8 Sky. I'm th this, this that's 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 coming out next. That's coming out in like a, a month. Yeah, like literally a month um, from now. I'm very excited about. There's like I said, like in the next month or two, there's actually a bunch of stuff I'm excited about. Resident Evil 8. I'm excited about Deathloop, Ratchet and Clank. Returnal comes out in a couple of weeks. Um, hoping that that is going to be that that's going to be good. Um, they just announced a new Emily is Away game, oh, which I don't know if I don't know if people listen to the podcast for the years will know what Emily Away is probably, but <coughs> Emily is Away is the series of games. There's two of them that takes place all in like old school, like AOL instant messenger conversation windows. The second one brought in like a fake like MySpace and like a fake YouTube thing, but it's like it's like a, just like a real not even a relationship. It is really it's like it's like you're talking to somebody via AIM and it sort of like goes through your friendship with them and what can develop into a relationship or not. And the second game, I think the first game did something like this too, but the second game had this moment where you were talking to two separate people at the same time on Instant Messenger, and both of them were having a crisis at the same moment, and it starts to put a timer on you with how quickly you need to answer the people, so that by the end of it, you can't really answer both of them at the same time. Um, you're gonna have to miss one, and whichever one you miss kind of turns into like, the relationship like falls apart. Um, but... I hated that. <laughs> I did not like that, but it, it really feels like, like I've had those nights like back in the day on instant messenger where you were like talking to people multiple times and like everyone's having a crisis. Cause you know, you're like 19 years old, 18 years old, 17 years old, whatever. And it was just, it was like, it, it was really great. And the, the stories and the stuff was really good. And, and um, this one I think is going to be all like, uh, apparently there's like major like Facebook stuff or whatever in this new one. Um, so I'm excited about that, but that's, I think, I think that's next month. So, um, so that's July, uh, August humankind, which I believe is that like, um, yeah, that like a uh, strategy forex civilization type thing right is that what the, that's humankind right i think isn't so. isn't it one of those uh kenna bridge of spirits yes that's exciting comes out um something called king's bounty 2 which i don't know what that is uh no more heroes 3 comes to the switch and supposedly new world oh humankind got delayed to the fall damn you game informer list um and on this list apparently that that Amazon MMO New World is supposed to come out um, as well. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, Do we have anything for the fall besides Horizon? We have a couple of things. Well, there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of things that don't have dates. Like, that's the thing. Like, these are all things with dates set already. Um, um, it's a recent delay. September Life is Strange True Colors um, okay. is out. So that's a relatively big game. Um, as is Hot Wheels Unleashed. Love it. Um, those are only two things with dates in September wow. so far. 
October Back for Blood is the only thing that's on there, but that get delayed out of not get delayed to October. Yeah, got delayed right? to October. Yeah, it was supposed to come out right there. Yeah, yeah. Life is Strange is exciting. Don't get me wrong. I'm just those are the only things that are. Around. And then that, that's like it. That's like schedule that, that that has put has put stamped out a release date so far. Obviously, we know there are there's stuff that's coming because there's Call of Duty and all, but they haven't announced those things yet. So here here's like the stuff that is announced to come out this year, but doesn't have dates. There's a lot of it. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I, I don't know if I should read this whole list, but I'll, I'll, I'll start with 12 minutes, which is that like time loop game that's coming to Xbox Game Pass. Um, that should be out soon. I'm very excited about that. That's like Daisy Ridley's doing a voice in that, um, like other people, but that game has looked cool for all the years that they've, that they've shown it. Um, that Aliens Fire Team game is supposed to come out, which is like that sort of Left for Dead, but with the Aliens franchise. I'm sure that'll be just um, fine. Um, Let's see. Um, I'm looking. I'm just like Axiom Verge Two is supposed to come out relatively soon. Uh, that should be cool. That Babylon's Fall game or that Platinum game that they like showed like oh, years ago. Yeah, I forgot all about that. That looked like it was like a fantasy like co-op like thing. That's supposed to come out this year. Um, so who knows? <laughs> um, let's see what else. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on here. I'm just looking through it. So the real, like the full version of that bright memory game, like the actual, like full game, not that thing they put out. That was like, sort of like that little thing that was on steam for years that they put on with the Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's supposed to come out this year. Um, let's see what else. Oh, that chorus game that they showed, I think at the PlayStation event, forgot all about that. Um, that had like a V where the, the that U was the Xbox event. Oh, it was the Xbox event. I yeah. can't remember which, which one it was. Yeah um let's see uh crimson desert which is like that um made by the people who made black desert remember it was an mmo that mm -hmm. we watched it looked it looked cool uh it's supposed to come out this year i don't think 12 minutes has a date grun they, they they just said it's coming very soon they had that xbox like showcase they did the other day um on twitch they just said it's coming very soon i don't think they gave it an exact date um crossfire x is supposed to come out here soon which is that like shooter that's really popular over like i think in china remedy's or korea doing, remedy's doing the story for it but remedy's doing the campaign for that that's supposed to come out um uh the the, the playstation 5 and xbox series x versions of a game called uh cyberpunk 2077 is supposed to come out never heard at of sometime it. this year nope um the remake of diablo 2 is supposed to come out this year uh let's see um most of these are getting delayed yeah um elden ring <laughs> never definitely this is a fake video game um let's see um oh far cry 6 oh that's right yeah i bet that hits this year yeah that's gonna hit this year it'll hit in december or whatever i wonder if that's what um, kelsey was trying to go to push us towards yeah <laughs> i know you guys are excited for Far Cry 6. Far Cry 6. Um, that Final Fantasy 7, like PS5 version with that DLC is supposed to hit this year. Yeah. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo is supposed to hit this year. Oh, that's cool. I, I want to play that. Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. Um, is God the new God of It's They said 2021. Yeah, right. It does no date. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Um, I'm going to say supposed to come out this year for all of these, Cody, until until they have dates and they're out <laughs> okay I, I would not trust any release date until it's in your hand 
Yeah, yeah. I was um, Halo say Infinite. June, yeah. Oh, that's right. Halo Infinite. That game. Halo Infinite is supposed to be out. That game will come out. <laughs> that sequel to Hollow Knight is supposed to come out. Silk Song is supposed to be out this year. I'm not year. sure that that's an actual real video game. They haven't talked about that <laughs> in so long. I know, I know, I know, I know. Horizon Forbidden West is supposed to be out this year. Um, let's see what else. Do we have an Assassin's Creed or any of those games? Like, I, I think rumored, I think Assassin's right? Creed is supposed to miss this year. Yeah, it's it's on its two year cycle, right? Yeah, I mean Andy. it depends because yeah, Andy, because they because you know Assassin's Creed Origins and whatever it's called came Odyssey. out back to back years or whatever, the, but then they skipped a year for until for this. So interesting. Um, what open world game are they gonna have? Far Cry Six. Is that gonna be out enough? Is that gonna be a big enough open world? All right, I guess we'll see. I mean, that's that'd be it. what else is it gonna? Yeah, what, that's what, right. what else is it gonna be? I was like, oh, I was thinking Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs last year. The Watch Dogs just came out. <laughs> oh yeah, two 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 DLCs this year. Well, there's a Call of um, Duty coming out. We know that, and there's a Battlefield yes. coming out. That's what they say. That's what they say. Yes, a Call of Duty and a Battlefield. Um, we know Call of Duty. Well, you we don't know, but the rumor is Call of Duty is gonna be World War Two again because it's gonna be Sledgehammer, like we did the last oh. World War Two game. Why? And Battlefield is rumored to be. But you future. liked you liked that game though. World War Two Battlefield. Yeah, I thought that like no campaign. no 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 not war no uh, no not uh, Battlefield. I'm sorry, uh, war, uh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah, I thought the campaign was okay. You, I said I was like the campaign's kind of boring, and you were like it was really good after you beat it. I don't remember <laughs> how many how many Call of Duty campaigns is this ago? <laughs> it's a it's a, a a few of them ago. Um, let's right. see. Uh, it's a, it's a lot of games. I'm just I'm going through though. I'm in, I'm in the peas now. So there's supposed to be Pokemon stuff that comes out. Psychonauts 2, Justin? Oh what's to come out? Psychonauts, the same, Psychonauts same camp 2 as, is the is the next odd world, odd world so, yeah. uh, soul storm. Yeah. <laughs> Never talk to me again, video game. Rainbow Six Quarantine is supposed to come out this year. That game should just um, keep getting put on the back burner until everything is yeah. back to normal. <laughs> yeah, Destiny. Destiny's expansion is supposed no, to No, didn't out. they delay the Destiny expansion? Cody, I remember, I remember seeing in our chat that they delayed the Witch Queen or whatever the hell it was supposed to be called. Yes, thank you. That's why I didn't say it. Um, that's what I thought. Look at you uh, listening to Cody all the time. I do, I do. I, 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 Skull and Bones, anybody? That game's... That pirate battle game? <laughs> what if they actually showed that? That'd be hysterical. Oh, Solar Ash, that follow-up to, um... Oh my uh, god. Hyperlight Drifter. Hyperlight Drifter is supposed to be out this year. Um, let's see. Uh, State of Decay 3, apparently, when they announced it, they said 2021. I'll believe that when I see it, for sure. Um, let's see. Oh, The Gunk. That came from the, the people who made uh, SteamWorld. I'm very Dig. about The Gunk. Yeah, The Gunk looks cool. The who gunk wouldn't cool. be about The Gunk? I think The... Oh, wait, no. The Good Life is that sweary game. I'm trying to remember what that game is with the two... With the two actresses. Um, let's see. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, yes, I think that is pretty much it for big games for no, what we know so far. Splatoon three, Cody is twenty twenty two. Is it twenty 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 two? Yeah. They said. Um, they said Splatoon three is twenty twenty two. You want, to do one, you want to do one more question? Don't we have multiple questions? We have multiple. I didn't know how long you wanted to go. We that, 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 that's only the longest one okay. that we were going to answer. Uh, this question comes 
from Groon. Yeah. He asks, how would you revamp E3? Boy, you mean like when it goes like physical again, like when it goes in person again and not this digital thing that they're doing? Yeah, um, I would say I would say that. Let's just say that because yeah. the digital thing's not really anything to. I mean, to be fair, the digital thing is just for everybody at home. It's going to be what it is always, yeah. which is a bunch of press conferences <laughs> that we're going to watch because that's only because that's all we ever we're ever really privy to. Um, it, I, I I think I've said this before, but I, I just think they should do what they do in like. Um, uh, like L Germany, whatever for uh, Leipzig or whatever Gamescom, Gamescom, um, which is have, you know, a couple of press days where it's all about the press and they do everything they do, and then they have two big or one or two big public days. But the thing they need to do is they need the public days. It can't just be like, hey, here's like the E3 trade show floor. Now people are on it, you know, because then it it's not the reason why conventions like PAX and stuff like that are, are successful is because they program around people being there with events and concerts and you know a whole bunch of stuff that happens you know like or like a comic-con where there's like panels that people can go to and, and, and stuff like that um uh, you know i think they need to really go all in on making the show the, sh the public days of the show public in a, in a in a in a way in a special way and then having a pro days like for like the for press where they can get their work done um that are just like just like it was before that's what i think they should do because uh, uh, i would love like i've always dreamed about going to e3 but i don't want to like if i was going to go there having to travel to los angeles and get these tickets like i wouldn't just want to walk into like a, a convention hall and have like a bunch of weird t-shirt shops and then have to stand online for five hours to you know play 20 minutes of the next whatever game that's coming out yeah you know what i mean like the, it just it has to be if they're going to do public stuff they have to they have to design it for the public that's what i think it's hard for me to add to that i mean really they, they've got to just find a way to get some some excitement back um yeah so for me I'm, maybe that would be you know it, it's tough because it's the esa but mm -hmm. even if it took like paying sony because Microsoft is still around the convention hall or yeah. whatever, right? But like yeah. paying Sony, like, look, we'll come back, E3, you know, sponsored by Sony, whatever, and then have like that whole arena filled with people watching the Sony conferences. Like find a way to get that back. And then everything else is, uh, like you said, like, you know, PAX is uber popular because of everything that PAX does. It's almost yeah. like the video games are not secondary when we go to PAX, but... There's so much other stuff to do. There's, you know, the, the panels, mm -hmm. the, the arcades where you could just go rent games and, and play stuff and the, the yeah. cosplay concert. Uh, I mean, contests and, you know, all that yeah. stuff. And, you know, it, it's like a nice mix of pop culture. And, yeah. you know, from everything we've heard about E3, it's just like, would you like to buy our gamer gummies? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I mean. It's just like it's just populated by like people like, you know, companies trying to grab on to like the industry. Um, and he says pay for picks with Sergeant Slaughter and Grumpy Cat, <laughs> which really gets me because the last time I went to New York Comic Con, there was Grumpy Cat was definitely there uh, and you had to pay pictures to get take pictures with them. Grumpy Cat is no longer with us. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> um, you did, Andy. Uh, I remember that. Andy pointed him out to me. He's like, Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> 
I think Andy also um, said, I think Andy also at that moment said, I feel bad about this. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean that's one thing I do. I the oh the other part of it is you make you give the people who are coming to E3 because they they've always dreamed of like having the E3 experience. They see these like um video game like journalists or personalities have and you find a way to like you know give them a facsimile of that right then you buy tickets to e3 but you don't get to go to the press conferences is like crazy it's crazy like and i understand that not not a lot of people don't want that but a lot of people who dream about going to e3 specifically like have that in their minds like i'm gonna be in the microsoft theater and i'm gonna see these things announced and that you don't get that right that is the entire Um, reason i ever wanted to go (laughs) Yeah, I, I'm gonna get these like game demos, you know, from like people. Like, I'm gonna see something that is now or isn't announced yet, or that whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's like I know you can't give them exactly that experience, but if you could, if you could create some sort of experience that gave people who want that something, I think that could that could attract people in a way that's different than a normal, you know, a normal games show. So um, like, like here's the thing that you could do, right? Is like, remember when Cyberpunk was shown to the press for the first time? yeah in press circles what that like what that was like Mm -hmm. like what if it was just like all right we're not putting this footage out for the public for another year but if you come to e3 you could sign up to see the footage yeah like that like that that type of stuff that's and people can like you know like you can have normal people sign ndas they do it all the all the time with people yeah i went i went i what i when i was going to grad school in new york city i would go see like preview like screenings of movies like test screenings where you would go and they'd like ask you questions afterwards about like what worked and what didn't you know um even sign an nda that's like i'm not gonna i'm obviously i'm not gonna film this and also like i'm not gonna like share any of this what the people whatever it was so it's like you know like you can do that stuff and give them that experience that they want you know where they can go like oh my god and it also gives you so much good like attention on the places they want they desperately so desperately want attention which is like social media and stuff like that. A bunch of people out there being like, I can't believe it. I just saw like this footage of the next, you know, Witcher game. And it's like, unbelievable. Blah, 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 blah. And it gives them buzz and it gives E3 like a feeling of like, Oh, it's like inside. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's exclusive. And, and I think like that is, um, that is something that would give them a leg up on some of the other yeah. places where it's like, Oh, I'm going to like, I'm going to go to PAX East and I'm, what am I going to wait like four hours to watch a video about Borderlands? You know, like it, it, it's not as cool, you know, Listen, it's just not as cool. Just because I did that. <laughs> I didn't even know you did that. No, I didn't I, even I, know you did. Do that. I have been in the same room as Randy Pitchford. It did. It wasn't a four hour <laughs> wait, though. The only game I waited four hours to play was. um, what What was the MMO for Star Wars? Oh, the Old, Re- the Old Republic. Republic. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. Um, I. uh. I remember you saying online to play Overwatch and that one packs that we were at together. I waited twice uh, to play Overwatch and I lost my yeah, mind I when I played Overwatch. I know. I remember because I remember like, oh, Justin's online for Overwatch. I'm going to circle off my the other people I was with and go do other things. We weren't uh, we weren't as close as we are now. No, we didn't go together. We just happened to be like I knew you were going and then I also got tickets. So we were like there. Um, we did. We did go to that giant bomb panel together, though. We did. <laughs> um that was a good one too that, that was like was that, the one. dan money machine yeah. one i was literally yeah. thinking of the dan money machine yeah that was amazing um uh, uh and um yeah i mean and pax is fun because like pax is also like okay like like you said like i'll go to the board game area and play board games for a while or and or like play board games with the people who make the board games yeah. 
I have, you know, to, I have to tell you, sitting here and talking about packs, like bringing packs up, is making me nostalgic for packs <laughs> and making me wish that we would have went like you and I together and yeah. like seen this stuff because that would that's like the one thing we haven't actually done together. You know, maybe there was that one year we were gonna do it. We got, I think we got the tickets and then we had to not go for some reason. I couldn't. We, yeah, you had to work or something. You had a wedding. You had a wedding. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um. And so, yeah, so they couldn't go, but like we had tickets or whatever, and we did. We had to give them up or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it, th those experiences are really fun. Also, like there's like you know concerts and stuff, and it's just it, it it's just a cool experience. And so I think uh, they need to they need to find a way to get there. But all the stuff you always hear about the way the things they're pitching, it just feels so like manufactured and marketing focused, and you know, like how can we get people to use our hashtag? to get the buzz going about e3 on social media you know uh corporations you know, there's gonna be there, there's there's gonna be like a like a like a person walking around like doing like oh let's do this tiktok line or whatever you know you're online for this thing let's do a tiktok no official e3 tiktok let's get in here blind react to these 90s songs or whatever or these video game songs um what do they call that activations i don't want to be activated. Yeah, activations <laughs> i don't want to be activated while i'm waiting online to play uh frick what was one of the games it's, um you know, plants vs zombies 4 <laughs> i don't want to be activated while i'm waiting for that i'm already no, no, mad no, enough no. that i'm waiting for it one of the year not the year that i think we're, we might have been you might have been there i just didn't know you at this point like the the first year i went to pax east was right before the or right right before the connect like came out so they had like these giant connect like booths they yep. had one for um that child of eden game mm -hmm. um and they had one for like that gun stringer game or whatever um and uh i w i did, play, did a bunch of that those demos because they didn't have very long lines <laughs> it was always good finding the games that didn't have long lines because you would play things that you would never really play um oh you know this was there that that home homeland what was the name of that game that game where the koreans invaded michigan or oh, whatever oh yeah i know what you're talking what about what is it called it not was homeland, homeland. It no it was no because homeland is the name of that i don't think it's called homeland home front home front i Thank knew you, i knew andy. andy would know <laughs> people were talking about it was so, so we're hyped about the game i played it i was like i don't know <laughs> what did i play at pax what was the, the name of the game oh, spec ops the line oh okay, i played yeah, that yeah. game and i was like this game is nothing to write home about and then like <laughs> a year later when the game came out everyone was just like this game is very serious and tells a very yeah. very upsetting story and i was like what yeah. i played like a half hour of it and thought it was like a okay cover shooter i don't know if you know this either that i don't remember i told you a story i think i did but maybe i didn't that year i went to pax i interviewed greg miller like I was doing like a movie podcast time, but I was like, oh, like Greg, like put on Twitter or whatever, like, oh, I'm doing interviews at, at PAX. Like, let me know. And I, and this week, so this is like IGN, like this is like 2009 or whatever, you know? So, um, and we, there was like a, there was like a, like a overpass, like tunnel thing that he brought me and my friend back into, um, cause he had press passes. Cody's freaking out. <laughs> And, um, and like, we just, we just sat on the floor with microphones in our hands and we just, I just, we just talked, we just podcasted for like 40 minutes or whatever. Wow. Um, I, yeah, I, 
I've known you for all these years. I've never, never knew that. I never told you that story. No. <laughs> oh, really? And he did like a bumper for the beginning of the podcast. So he did like, uh, everyone, this is IGN's Greg Miller. You're listening to Fanboy Remix, my favorite podcast on the Citadel or whatever. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm, <laughs> I met Greg Miller and Jessica Chobot at a bar, uh, like an IGN meet and greet or whatever that mm-hmm. we went to. And uh, that was right at the time that the uh, earthquake and tsunami had hit Japan. So I'm mm-hmm. ordering a drink in between Greg Miller and Jessica Chobot. And the three of us were talking about the like the footage coming out of Japan. Oh, wow. And it was like Jessica Chobot had gotten like a call from her dad. And she's like, I can't talk right now. We're, we're doing the meet and greet stuff. And I was just like, it's got to be so weird for you guys to have to do this stuff. Um, but yeah, that's a uh, <laughs> Andy <laughs> <Liver> Chris Roper. <laughs> um i uh i went to uh, that year i interviewed greg miller which was 2009 i think um i went to the ig meet and greet and i met damon hatfield and a I couple was, other people i was like at there all right yeah um yeah next, so that was the thing and then i saw greg again at new york comic-con like two years three or three years later when i was there like for talking comics or he was like in the press room or whatever um amazing and i talked to him for a while there as well um anyway next question um this is from mark mark asks mm. what are your thoughts on loot boxes inching towards being cate- uh, categorized as gambling justin i mean relevant questions for mark as always but it's it's video game related <laughs> um hey mark asked a real serious he did, question he actually did ask so a real do serious not, question do not do not be glib I'm okay not, i'm not being glib towards mark he knows i love him you know, it's probably, it, I think it depends on the way that it's done. Like, do I have any problems with Overwatch, their loot boxes, or their, their, their loot box, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, like, the way they handle them, like, blind boxes mm. being categorized mm. as gambling? No, I have no problem with it. I think it sucks. Like, I, I think the way that Apex does it and, and games like that are way better. Like, look, we're charging you $18 for this skin or gun skin. You can pay that if you want to. Ain't nobody making you do it. But you could choose to. Right? And Apex also has loot boxes. Do they? Oh, they do have also have loot boxes. God yeah. damn it. That's right. Well, I've never bought one of those, but I have bought the skins. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think those are lame. Like, they, they, like you're, you don't know what you're getting. And publicizing the odds of it coming, like, what you could be getting yeah. is crappy. Like, I mean, right. it is. Ga- I mean, technically, it is gambling. If you, if, you, if you told people like, um, so I'm giving someone money and they're going to randomly roll like a die and that number of that die is going to correspond to a value in which I will receive. You would be like, oh, that's gambling. Yeah. You know why <laughs> you I know? wasn't thinking Apex was gambling, though? Because in the store, you have the option to buy those things and you have to go to a separate tab for the boxes yes. yeah so that's why there's I an apex there's it. an apex like, apex pack section though yeah um yeah and they do it for the like the anniversary like all the events they have like their special anniversary loot boxes that cost even more money like a ridiculous amount yeah. more money um because they, they guarantee you you're gonna get one of the anniversary skins in it or whatever um no i mean i i like there's a reason why the biggest game in the world Fortnite, got rid of them and then also in 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 exchange gave people something years later like if you had bought loot llamas or whatever they just give, they just gave you something recently i don't even know what it was, it was a lot of v bucks wasn't it yeah they give you a bunch of v bucks they're like sorry like we shouldn't have done this or whatever there's a reason why the biggest game in the world does it is because 
they know like it's just it's headed that way and honestly it should be that way because you're exposing like you know kids to like that aspect of uh you know possibly an addictive part of you know addic an addictive practice very very early i mean jora already counts down the time till he gets his next you know because he has the Fortnite club to his next mm -hmm. hit of v bucks mm -hmm. can you imagine if there was still the loot boxes and i had to deal with oh man Max got the snake eye skin, but I didn't get it because my loot box. Uh, Dad, please buy me five more loot boxes. It's got it. No, <laughs> my life would be miserable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you couldn't assure, like, it's bad enough when you get asked to buy something that you assure you can buy for whatever price yeah. it costs. But to have to, like, it's like buying, it's like baseball cards, except, you know, um, m m except you're, but, but, you know, I, when I was a kid, baseball cards weren't attached to my my dad's credit card yeah and i couldn't just say give me another <laughs> like you know right right after i opened the, the one that, that i got um uh so yeah so i mean yeah i i think that i would, would like them very much to just not be a thing anymore like i would like them to not exist totally anymore. agree um they suck i i think you know i think you you can make you could probably defend them if it's a game that has them but they're not attached to any sort of actual like real world currency yeah sure you know like like i still don't think that's the best way to give things to players either but you know it, it's it's not the worst thing in the world that there's no possible way you could buy them with real money but um for real money no i think they should be gone absolutely yeah do we have any other questions would you press your luck or would you pass from andy always press your luck you gotta ride, gotta ride the ride the lightning. You know what I'm saying? You've got to continue your gambling streak and just continue pressing your luck. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have totally. one here from Cody. I'm just gonna, oh yes. I haven't read. I haven't read this one yet. So forgive me while I read it. A topic I've seen floating around is how Xbox is doing everything to bring people in this generation of consoles. While Sony isn't doing much besides raising the price of games and having the PS Plus collection on PS5. What do you think about this? Do you think Sony realizes they've been winning or just riding the high or is Xbox coming to eat their lunch with Game Pass, Bethesda acquisition and more? Um, so I think if you were going to talk about who's winning the hearts and minds discussion, you know, right now it's 100 percent Xbox, which is crazy considering where they were six years ago or whatever it was, you know, um, but if that whether or not that translates into actually competing financially i'm not and i'm not even going to say console sales because whatever there that's not their primary focus but um competing financially and for like gaming time share with sony i just don't know until we start seeing numbers i just don't know if that's gonna if that's gonna be what happens or not because they've been making good moves for a while now and Sony just continues to eat their lunch as far as sales goes. So I don't I don't know. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, it's tough, right? I mean, what Xbox really desperately needs is games. Games that are cool enough to where it's like the, the like you know what they need they need Starfield to come out and be a banger. Like they they need that. They need the next big Bethesda game. They need Halo to be great. And like that'll start making a dent because it's hard to tell people like we have friends and I'm like, look, like MLB The Show 21 is now day one an Xbox mm -hmm. Game Pass game. That's incredible. 
Mm-hmm. It's like it's a service worth having, but people just don't want to buy. You know, they don't want to pay for a service, you know, unless they're already in that ecosystem. And so yeah. getting people to buy an Xbox and being like, yeah, but you could just pay for Game Pass. It's a, it's a hard sell. You need there to be something where it's just like, yeah, you could only play this game on an Xbox platform or on PC. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have to do it. But they, you know, I, Sony is just. While I think you're right that Xbox is like winning hearts and minds with their services and the, and the things that they're offering it, it doesn't matter much while sony is just like the last of us or horizon like all these games people are absolutely bonkers about and it's just like oh you want to play the next god of war you got to buy an, you got to buy a, a ps5 so people are like oh, I just buy, i'm buying a ps5 so i can play the next god of war mm-hmm. yeah there, no, absolutely. There, there has to be there has to be that shift like there there has to be mm-hmm. something where it's like you know the, a game comes out that just changes everything and who knows it it might be it might be starfield um uh i think that you're absolutely right i think but what i think what xbox is doing right now is sort of priming themselves they're making all the moves they need to make to put themselves in the best position to be successful absolutely once those once those games starts hitting yeah, right absolutely, so yeah totally they they have a they have a service that has a ton of games on it. Like Game Pass has a ton of games on it, a ton of big games on it now, especially with after acquiring Bethesda. Um, you know, we have you have stuff like Outriders coming there, you know, day one. Um, like you said, MLB the show, which I mean, all don't get me wrong, the MLB the show being on Game Pass day one has nothing to do with Sony and everything to do with Major League Baseball making the deal to put it on there. Um, but it's still amazing that it's gonna be there, right? Um, you know, with EA Play as part of it, they just they just have a very attractive ecosystem because they can say, for I think I think that the S is twenty five dollars a month or something like that to finance or whatever. You can get a next generation console for twenty five dollars a month, and that includes a two hundred games and and an ever expanding library for you to play. Yeah. Um. And if you already have a PC, you can also also play those games on that on the on the on the PC. A lot of them, and a lot of them have cross save, cross you know, spanning cross uh, gen stuff. Um, you know, um, I think if you obviously if you have an Xbox, obviously I, I can't imagine someone who has an Xbox and does have Game Pass. I just I just can't picture it in my head. You know, um, but if you have a PC as well, you should really subscribe to Game Pass. Like it, it, you, there's a ton of good stuff, a ton of great stuff for PC. The PC offering has gotten much bigger um, recently, and it keeps getting bigger. Um, and it, it, it's just it, it's just a great it's a great service. And I think that they are setting themselves up for when these big games come to look at. It. Yes, you you might maybe you want to play the new God of War, you want to play the new Horizon, you want to play whatever whatever. But guess what? If you have our box and you have a Game Pass, the next Elder Scrolls game, the next Fallout game, the next Doom game, the next, you know, Halo game, whatever, whatever it is, you can only play them on Xbox or PC. And if you have Game Pass, you don't have to pay anything extra for them except for your subscription. You know, it's a huge boon for them. Um, Totally. But like like Justin said, we're not going to see it until those big games start hitting. Right now, what they're trying to do is make sure that the people who have Xboxes, the people who have Game Pass for PC, are happy and they stay happy, right? That, that, they're, that they, 
keep going, oh my God, I can't believe they added this. I can't believe they added this. I can't believe they added this. Like, that's what they want. Um, so whether or not you're playing them or not, you keep paying them the money and you keep being like impressed with what they are doing. Um, and, and I think like that, that's like the, that's the main thing. And I would, I, we said this before when they made the announcement, I think we've said it since then too. If you think for one second that the, that the next Elder Scrolls game, the next Doom game, the next Dishonored game, the next whatever game is going to be on PlayStation, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you're crazy. It's not going to be there because it makes no sense. You know, all, all anyone complains about with X, uh, the excuse every person gives why oh, I'm not going to buy an Xbox is, well, they don't have any games I can only play on an Xbox. Then they go out and spend $10 billion to buy a, buy a company and people are like, but, but those games shouldn't only be played on an Xbox. So like th th that's why they, that's why they bought the studios so they could have games on Xbox that are in other places. Um, uh, uh, I should say you play it on Xbox Game Pass or PC. That's what I should say. If you play it on PC, they're totally fine with it. But you know that that's kind of where we're at with that stuff. It's a shame. It really is a shame. I'll just say this anecdotally that this would have been the perfect time if Microsoft been able to sort of like get their studios aligned and ready to go maybe a year earlier than they did. Because um, if they had a bunch of big games dropping now they could definitely sway people over because there just isn't a lot coming out. Yeah. You know? Um, and I, I just, I don't, but it's obviously for a myriad of reasons that didn't happen, but it's just a shame for them because this would have been a great time for them to jump on what was going on. Um, Cody says he's, they're currently thinking about picking up an Xbox just so they can take advantage of game pass. Um, so yeah. Um, it's it, it, I I'm it's it's very interesting, but Justin and I have been saying this for years now since they since they really did that big switch with Game Pass where they said all of our new stuff is going to be day one on Game Pass. I, we've been they've been sort of like leading to this kind of time, so we'll we will see um, what happens. Um, I know that Green Green and Discord had a very good idea for us to do like a like a kind of a show based around you know looking back at sort of the the ps3 vita era because they shut down those stores so yeah. we'll maybe we'll do that in, in a couple of weeks when, when we come back and, and do another games podcast but i think that's gonna gonna wrap up the show for this week um i think next week we're gonna talk about star wars <laughs> we haven't talked about it with we have not talked about Mark it yet. at all no. um but sure i'm always down sure. to talk about the war of stars Yes, well, we're gonna watch that Clone Wars animated movie. That's right. Before we before we start breaking into the Clone Wars show, um, and then you know, I, I feel like we'll, we'll we're probably gonna. If you're wondering what we're we're gonna do with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we're just gonna wait until it's all done. Yeah, and then we'll talk about it. Um, we could do a whole podcast about that Loki trailer. I was literally just thinking. <laughs> We have a lot to talk about Loki. I look, that show looks fantastic. I saw this still frame, which I didn't notice before, where he's like sitting w w next to who looks like Natasha. Natasha? Yeah. Yeah. Like in that, in Varamir or whatever, yeah. Varamir or whatever I, that place is I'd, called. I'd love to know what's happening there. <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to see. We will have to see. Um, thank you very much, Greg. I appreciate the, appreciate the compliment. Um, 
if you want to uh check out the show um in its recorded form because we have a lot of a lot of stuff there you can you can check us out um we're available on all podcasting services or anchor.fm slash misadventureland um twitch.tv slash misadventureland is the uh where we live stream the show every tuesdays um at 8 30 p.m eastern time um you can follow me on twitter at bobby shortle justin at justin underscore says underscore hey um and yeah we'll be back next week to talk about either comic book related media or star wars i'm not sure um but until then thank you justin thank you bobby and thank you to everyone who's watching and listening until next time be good to one another later these two great friends agree a lot but when they don't then the shit gets hot